Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Today I have a special honor of having my mother on the show. Co-host with me is Stacy, as always. Hello. And we have my mother, Rosalind Sparrow. Hello. Now, doing these episodes, I've had countless guests on. I do all kinds of interviews. Uh, I mean, I interview who's who of medium tier people inside the medium tier podcast. But I have not elected to have a family member on the show. Not for any reason announced to me, but the point that I just travel a lot, so I never have time. So we'll pass along over to my colleague, my girlfriend, and my co-host, Stacy. I did say colleague because when you're doing professional talk, your colleague in conversation. And I'm gonna let you address the first question to the mother. I will say this today first. Real quick, mom, please give them a, a brief history on um, where you're from and how I got to be here. Right now. Yeah, right now. They are originated. After I got married to a said back in 79, JR came on the scene about 1985, I believe. He's turned out to be a very smart individual, and I'm proud of him. Now, the next question, I'll go a little bit more elaborate. I wanted the, wanted the story of where you're from, because a lot of people don't know that, that you're from Columbus, Ohio. That you're from Columbus, Ohio, and how you met my father. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. I met my husband at Murder Murder. He was a... Um, cylinder engraver. Right. So you worked at the same cylinder company that my dad worked at. Now, this place is uh, infamous for... They made Hustler magazine and all kinds of different books. House... What is it? Farming... No, journal. Some. Right, but y'all did make the Hustler magazine, too, and Larry Flint. Yeah. Um, and, Controversy behind that is that Larry Flint and Jerry Falwell went against each other in the 80s. And, you know, this is what you call true contradiction. Our uh, populace of Lynchburg, Virginia, was making a magazine and shipping it around the world when the the second or third biggest preacher at this time, because he was under Billy Graham and some other guy. I forgot that other guy, but he was the number three televangelist in the world at at one point of the old time gospel hour. It's kind of ironic that, you know, y'all got tied into all that stuff. But anyway, so you meet my dad. What year was this you met him? I don't remember, but we got married in 1979. We dated for about a year and a half, and it was love. And uh, my dad had a fixation on big, and I had a chance myself. I owned a Firebird. He liked black Camaros. He had a Camaro, correct? Correct. 1979 or 80 model, correct? Whatever. And it was a, it, they were pretty souped up uh, him and a, and a man named Tommy Tucker. They were uh, instrumental in, in building up a lot of the Mean Street racers in the drag strip area, New London. They did build up a lot of vehicles. Yes, they did. They met Ken Trader, a bunch of people at CarQuest. Everything in life was Mopar, Mopar. Nobody had a Ford or anything. Now, getting deeper into this story now, so that we can go further with now, my question is, where did you meet him? Was it up there, down here? Like, those of us that don't know that company, like, where is that located at? Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg, okay. Yeah, which is now currently RR Dom. That's the firm name. So how'd you get down here? Did you have family down here? Due to merge and divorce, I ended up in Lynchburg. Okay. My grandmother was Elizabeth Taylor by our family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then he is 
was originally from here, correct? Like this area? Which you, my husband? Yes. Um, he was from um, mm-hmm. which is Nelson, Nelson County, the same place as the Walton okay. But it is Virginia. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Virginia. Okay. And then the other side of the family was from uh, Princeton. Her other side is from Princeton, West. Right. Okay. Is, that's our right. West Virginia type. So anyway, I'm born. You have me, you have my sister, Valen. What was it like raising us? It was like raising twins. I thoroughly enjoyed it. My husband's sister, her name is Agatha. She gave me plenty breaks so that I wouldn't go berserk. But everything worked out to the good. The saddest thing I had to do, it was March 23rd, 1994. I was working in Liberty in the cafeteria. And um, well, before that, one of my sister-in-laws, I told her we were riding around one day and I showed her where I would, if something would come up, where to find me. I don't know, at that time, I just did it. I didn't know that she really would have to use it. Go ahead, what happened on March 23rd? Well, Wilbur left about, well, I'm not sure what time he left, about 11, I think. In his jacket, I found a receipt where he had been at Advanced Auto Parts. Well, there's something else now. And uh, he was going to pick up a part for a car. And he went down to Nelson to work on the car. Instead of using jacks, he decided to use cement blocks. And while he was adjusting something, I'm not car, I'm not car inclined, so I can't tell you what it was. He shook it, and the rest is history. Yeah, finish that up. Car fell on my father. He killed him instantly. He didn't have any pain or anything. And um, the, the whole story on that is, just to sum this up real fast, is was on center blocks and it was on jacks. It wasn't just center blocks. And you're not going to just put a call on center. Something happened with that jack. And that's what threw it off. The center block was supposed to be, it was the extra set of support. And you sit a center block like this. Right. So if something comes, it was just too much work. You know, they're mechanics and they do all this stuff, you know, and things like that happen. So, after that, you're left uh, to take care of us. And, and the thing is that I give you credit for it, but I give my credit back to my dad was, my dad, I started to realize, and I felt feel that I, I turned into him a little bit. My dad was a superman to a degree. He, he was smart. Multifaceted stuff. Yeah. And him being multifaceted, it was certain things that he took on that you now always have to worry about. So he dies. Now you're responsible for everything. How did that weight of the world fall on you? How did you handle that? To be perfectly honest with the viewers, I was not very good with managing. I had help. I made a lot of mistakes that I regret, but Wilbur was a good provider. He always made sure Valen and JR got a toy on Friday, and they went to McDonald's or somewhere. Little Caesar's you know, one thing I want to touch on is we'll go back in history. There was this MC Hammer doll that I wore. And y'all had money for the electric bill. <laughs> but he told me that if I got that toy, because it was, it was MC Hammer, and I don't know why I wanted a doll, but it was MC Hammer, he had a little boombox, but you can't touch this one. 
he went and took me to get that because I was greedy. I said, I want to go get it. So he took me to get it. And I don't know if it was a big box of Toys R Us. Toys R Us was down the road from me. And either way, when we got home, he went out there and turned the power off. I don't know if you remember that. He turned the power off and made me think that the power was. You're missing some of the story. Uh, well, like you told me this the other day, he, he gave you his options. He gave me his options of either get the toy or the power is going to get cut off. If you get the toy, the if I get the toy, get if off. I get the toy, the power is going to get cut off. So I went and got the toy, went back home, and while we were all in there, he went outside to turn the power off. And this did happen. Remember, the MCM had all battle on vouch for me, and so I have to get her uh, in the near future one for this. And he kept that power on through that night. I all slept with did whatever. He raised a little hell about your coffee or something. But outside of that, he taught me a lesson. Well, he taught me a somewhat of a lesson I had to learn. From that point on in life, I always went about, I saved up enough money so I could buy what I want when I wanted. I didn't necessarily just always jump out and buy stuff after that point. That's one lesson I learned from my dad. I don't know if you remember that or not. It did happen. And it's always stuck with me. That's one good memory stuff. So going forward, you're raising me and my sister. And uh, I'm a video game collector. I was a video game collector back then. And I want to tell you this because I used to forgot about this. We used to have this store called Roses. And Roses, there was a, a, a system called a Sega Saturn. Yeah. Sega Saturn back then was $499, $500 back then. With the inflation price, it would probably it'd be more than what a PlayStation is now. So you wouldn't let me bought it. Bought me two games from there. And then another store that was in that plaza because Roses was down there. Okay. So I got Sega Rally, Daytona USA. We had to go somewhere to get Virtual Fighter 2. So you get me and stuff, I go home, and I had a bunch of friends. I had Bo Weaver, Mike Weaver, everybody come over and play the game and stuff. And Mike and his mom, Gloria, you remember her? Yeah. She went and bought them the same thing the same day. But they were at her, our house playing, and I was the hottest kid on the block. I always want to tell you thank you for that, because I always had the latest games. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm thinking for. And uh, another quick story inside that is, is we went to Columbus or something, and I'll never forget it. I had Nintendo 64. This game was called WCW NWA World Tour. It came out in Columbus or came out in Virginia. When I got home with that game, I had that game at least a month and a half before it came to Virginia because back then you had electronic boutiques and you had Babbage. You had two different game stores that are now GameStop. They both merged together. EB Games had exclusive rights with Nintendo. Babbage did. So I had that game a whole week. We had four controllers. You're talking about everybody went over to play it. We had the sleepovers and all that other stuff. So I want to credit you for that one thing there. Always make sure I was technologically advanced over other people. I mean, I had the hottest game. You know, I had, you remember I had that with all four controllers? The WCW. We used to play it on the TV that was inside the cabinet. I mean, it's probably because she didn't focus a lot on games is why she doesn't remember. But, I mean, that's your heart and soul is video games. Because from stories that you've told me, that was the connection you had with your dad mm-hmm. was video games. I ain't do none of cars. <laughs> so you're raising us, we get older, and then there comes a point in life. Me and my sister split. I do athletic stuff. She's in the marching thing. Hey. Now, can we just for everybody else, how what's the difference between you and your sister who's older? Um, she my old my sister Valen is older than me. Um I was born in nineteen eighty five, she was born in nineteen eighty three. Okay, but, so two years different. Yeah, yeah. She, okay. she was born in October. So the problem is that when you look at high school, it looks crazy. I got held back a grade. So when we went to high school, I was in ninth grade. She was in a senior. Age difference doesn't match up. To, it makes it look like I was kind of, you right. know what I'm saying? It kind of made it like, oh. You got, right. 
Can we talk about that there, though, real fast? Because I remember that story. I think everybody should know why you got held back a grade. Um, I got held back a grade because I refused to tie my shoes. When I was in kindergarten, I refused to tie the shoe on the little wooden thing. Y'all put me in transitional first grade. Now, is that the, the true story or was there something else behind it? Or do you remember? You don't remember? I don't remember. So I, we have to go with this story. Yes. <laughs> they held me back and I, and I resented that because like, I was, I've always been very studious and intelligent. I read books when people didn't notice. I did never do anything. I never worked hard in front of anybody. If I was going to work hard, I did behind the scenes. So if, if you're on a gay shows out there listening, because I think let's do this up, right? Yeah. So if if you know a different story of why he was held back, give us a call and let us know so we can correct that statement there. <laughs> <laughs> I should remember, but I don't. Okay. Yeah, but it was wooden shoe we had neon green shoelace on it. And I wouldn't tie it. Even to this day, I don't tie my shoe. I straight lace my shoes and I would weave them together. And after I do all that, I still won't tie. Shoes I got now on these Reeboks, they were tied by Reebok and I had to tie them soon. I remember telling you the time this morning and looked at me. Took them shoes off and put on another pair of shoes. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> now, you go on, um, we're in high school, and there's a little bit of a divide because my sister, I'm a social butterfly. Everybody attracts me. Sister only had that uh, ability with the books. Books, but she only attracted people that were in her group. I ain't going to say that people were weird because we don't classify people or anything like that. She hung out with a different set of people. Right. And I was more sociable. You know, you, you allowed it when I was in middle school. Girl, I was dating. She could come over to the Valentine had a little band party, or if I wanted to go to Skate Land or, fun, or it was called Fun Quest, you would take us and drop us off. I yeah. will honestly say this about my mom. When I was 13 or 14 years old, my mom let me stay at the all night skate, the all night move, just drop me off. She'd give me like $40, $60 and say, don't spend all in one place. <laughs> That was life. True? True. Gave her back a dollar? No, I didn't back my money. I, I call her sometimes. I need some extra. Because <laughs> funny story, we had this red caravan. We had a Dodge caravan and we had, we had the one slide door inside. And uh, everybody, like I had groups of friends that come over sometimes. We would just go to the skate and bring you different things like that. And some of the kids didn't have, I'm not going to say I had everything the best, but if I really wanted to, not, not. some of them kids didn't always have the best. You know, we had down there it was something down there. One boy that was hanging with us, his clothes didn't meet. She went in and spent $25. Got him. We wore golf, Nike golf hats, like the ones that pin up in the back and all that stuff. Oh, boy, a t shirt and, you know, and a hat so that he could not feel excluded. And that's something that she always tried to do with people. And that's one that I do. I've always liked about you not taking from you. That's one talent, but one attribute of taking. You always try to make everybody feel accepted. You never. No. Know, I never tried to act like I was better than anybody else. Right. So with that, I took that along and I made sure I always included everybody. There was always inclusion, no exclusion to anybody. I didn't care who they were. And that's one I do want to thank you for. Right. I wouldn't be the person I am today for that. Ooh. (laughs) Well, one thing I want to ask you real quick. I know she's she's trying to get off. We're not doing this for video, so. Nobody will see this. I'll take a picture later. So I want some personal stuff about you so people know about you. This movie, this movie has bothered me all my life. This is probably the worst movie in my, <laughs> my life. Love it. That over on the projector or whatever I mean. Five heartbeats. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you about this. 
What was it about Five Heartbeats? Because Robert Townsend made better movies. He Meteor Man was better than Five Heartbeats. Not what made you love the Five Heartbeats? Because they had a lot of Motown in it. I still am into Motown even now. YouTube has a section that you push on your cell phone, and some of the old music is uh, in that program. Now, the thing about it is, is growing up, bro, you played a lot of music. Uh, I tell you something that has haunted me all my life. I am a Holland I am too. I played Holland Oaks. She will tell you. These jobs are going everywhere. When that Holland Oaks comes on, you'll hear me hit a little snap, or I'll say, that's my jam right there. I'll give you a little dance, a little snap. I always remember you, no matter where I am. So if something ever happens to you, I'm always going to have Hall of Notes with you. And uh, your Hall of Notes wasn't nothing like Sarah Smile or anything like that. It was more of the, the Hall of Notes. You won't know Sarah Smile, no. It was Sarah Smile. And uh, quite, he had, they had quite a few kids. Man Eater. And I can't remember the rest. But Hall of Notes was a thing. One of the main ones that I listened to. And then it was them. Then David Russell Ruffles was both, but I'm gonna tell you this. Growing up, I learned how to clean from you, but you weren't you and my sister were not the best clean. But on Saturday, not a mean way. No, I just wanna make sure like when you say clean, you don't mean the dishes, correct? Oh no, nobody in my okay. family can wash dishes. Okay. Can we wash dishes? No. I it's I just it's sure. an efficiency. I mean we we gotta we're created everything else. We can't wash dishes. Right. It's all greasy for some reason. You can teach me. Even use hot water. We try to get this stuff out. We even use Dawn and other stuff. It, it don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you cannot wash the dish to save your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So bad. And it's really it's a, it's a deficiency. I won't get treated for it. I won't get help for it or anything right. like that. But I just can't wash dishes. Can you? No. I, I mean, at least you do the laundry. Yeah. Don't give you hey, I, I dry it and fold it or hang it up. It gets all through the process of that. If it's yours. Well, if it's yours, still. Yeah, you will fold and hang my laundry up. I'll put it in your room so you can get it because you don't want to see what I do. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, to finish this music, though, we're, we're cleaning up. It was this band. Uh, what was the name? SOS. An SOS band, you would throw one. And we had downstairs, it was a, a stereo. I forgot what it was. It had those glass top either. Everything you pressed on it would come up like that, I think. Right. The one door would open like this. We had equalizer and all kinds of shit. I used to fuck with them. I won't be mm. And you had 45s. And then what's the bigger album called? 33 and a half. Is that, that was the bigger one? Yeah. All right. The 45, you had to put a little adapter on. Right. Right. So you would put on it and uh, pull the song SOS. Take your time, do it right. Yeah. One um, weekend girl leaves. Weekend girl is my favorite song. People always talking about that was how the rest of the song. I cannot help you. I don't care what the other ones think, just be straight with me or something like that. Be good to me. Something, whatever. But the point is you used to play that mm-hmm. you would do the little you know, little shuffle, you know your little dance you do. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Angela and Renee. That is that's I'll be good to you. That's SOS No, don't play with me out here. It's Angela and Renee. We don't have to argue. Anyway, so Saturday we do a little clean. You didn't wake up early. I, I got my, my sleeping jeans from somebody else. You can sleep all day. SOS band, these are the songs. Take your time. Uh, just be good to me. 
Nice oh, just be good to me. Yeah, just be good to me. Nice to me. Oh, some of still care. So we, we love SOS. But anyway, so growing up, you know, you slept till 12 o'clock on Saturday. True. True. So, you know, we just get up, we eat cereal, do whatever we want. Get all the food we want. I learned how to use a deep fryer probably at the age of nine. Pop that stuff over there and cook whatever I want. Cook pizza rolls. So that's how vicious I was. Who cooks pizza rolls in Greece? Nobody. Nobody. Make it crispy. Put fish in the same grease too, because I didn't know better. We'll get a little bit up here in age, or get older. We won't talk about the circumstances of uh, anybody else but me. Um, I grew up, I made some rough decisions from them. Used to bombing behind some of the rough decisions and some of the decisions. I got up here in my 30s. All right. I think uh, we have to go back and just, well, just dissect me. What do you say my best years have been in my 30s? 27 to 30. 27 through 30. That's when yeah. I got sharp now I'm the first man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'll say like I blew too late. I honestly will say that to anybody. 27 30, I got things straight. I made mistakes. Okay, so I have some hard questions. What is your favorite thing that you remember that you want to let JR know about his daddy? I want you to know that your daddy loved you and he got a lot of you and Valentine as well. But being that you were uh, born one day before his birthday, it was like living the life of Cinderella because I had Valen in October. The 13th of October, we got married, and then my birthday was the 20th. So October and July was just like Christmas all the way through. So it was a, a pretty good birthday present for him. Yes. The day, the day before his birthday. Okay. So then my next part is, what is one thing about you you want to always have remembered? That I did the best I could do. I made a lot of mistakes and I went through uh, uh, quite a few things, but I'm still here and I'm not dead yet. Okay. So here's, we're going to go trying to make it do some funny things. Tell me one embarrassing story you remember about JR. I can't say it. Go ahead, I don't care. No, I can't say it. You used the shit in your <laughs> underwear. Until <laughs> how old? <laughs> yeah, because when I was little, sometimes, like, when I was a girl, I won't say, like, up until, like, seven times, I made them draws with that shit. Like, I, I didn't... I didn't know my bowel movement heavy like that. It happened. It won't know just look streak in there. It was like shit in there. I would hide the things and put them in bags and throw them. <laughs> you would throw them up under the bed. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, hopefully no one in my family is listening to this. You don't know me. I think that's why JR feels so bad for my nose. Because he, he does have some accidents. Whenever we cleaned out his, they call it the tur room, up at my mom and dad's house, it's the toy room. We cleaned that out. We found some bags. Yeah, he brought back some memories. Homeboy had compacted the shit in all and put them in the corner. And he hit them. He, he, he put them in the animal bucket. Yeah, he put them in the bucket and stuff so you wouldn't have never smelled them. Right. You won't glaze like that. It won't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'll tell you this when I was in Phoenix on first grade. I had a bunch of socks. It was the first time I ever had like a, a diarrhea. 
Yeah, that shit's so hard. <laughs> she's coming me from school. This shit came down on my pants leg. This shit came down on my pants leg, you know. I was just like, I, I've always, I've, I've always kept good composure and everything. So I was, well, you know, my face had expression, but I wasn't that mad. So the car yeah, ride home, probably got really yeah, they got, they got really bad. So the car ride home, and, and, and I like her for this. I had to sit on my knees, like I had to turn toward mm-hmm. the seat. They didn't clean you up in school. No, they did not clean me up. We had to go home, and I had to get cleaned up. That's just wrong. Yeah. Well, they ain't never done the cleaning my well. I, I, I put him in the sink and let him try to scoop No, that shit was down there on the side there. And that shit was coming out to the bottom of the... Actually, I think I had the Jordan suit on or something back then. Uh, well, at least he handed it to the teachers today. Like, if something like that happens in school, I know a lot of teachers that would try to help clean you up before they put you in a vehicle. Yeah, but they put me in a vehicle, but I sat on my knees and drive home was like 15 minutes. My dead lung. Right, but still, your mama had a smell. Yeah, no, she just turned the shower on. And if she had a smell, she turned the shower on for me to go take a shower. I freaking kept the clothes on and took them tits off in the shower. <laughs> 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 I had to make sure it was cleaned off. <laughs> you got any other stories? No, ma'am. Not that you remember? Okay. I think that's the best thing you're going to get out yeah. of me. So what, what about you? Like, you tell me a couple of things. Like, what is the major thing you remember about your All right, dad? So the main thing I remember about my mom, I was young. She had a Subaru um, station wagon. Right. And um, she was working at the time. I think you were working at cable or something. You were working somewhere. Doing the Madison night. Yeah, one of the Madison nights. You know what Madison nights yes. is. So from there to where I was from, I've always lived on a mountain. It's been a life, lifetime that I have not lived on a mountain. So <laughs> we lived on Cameron Mountain. And she comes up the mountain. She has a really freak accident. Her car ran off the road and went wherever. Story was when I was young was that a deer came out in broad daylight and she ran off the road. Well, as years went on, me and my friends we investigated. We were looking at stuff because <laughs> we were allowed to walk around. Like where I, when I was going up, when you left out during the day, you don't have to be home until it was dark or you called from somebody's house said, I'm at Ellis house eating or something. Yeah. You, you didn't know where I was. We were 15 miles away. Sometimes I'd end up always, you know, wherever we were older. So the thing is that more and more I've learned about deer and different things like that, because I hit deer. You know that I personally right. kill deer with cars. I don't care. I'll smash them up as long as the car is made of metal. I came to a conclusion because I've seen pictures of the accident that something did come out of her. I think it was, it was probably a buck or something. And between the stop sign where she was, this is how I became real technical in life. Right. Between the stop sign and the, the marks on the road and this, this, and that, something ran her off the road. And they, a lot of people just tried to chalk it up to my mom just lost control of the car and went over there. She went deep into the woods and it wouldn't, like she clearly went past trees. Some of them trees should have stabbed her. She should not be here today from where she landed in the woods. That's kind of like they, they didn't believe that she had it or believe that the deer was there. A lot of people thought I was reaching for a cigarette, trying to light it and fly up that mountain. That's what most people believe. Okay. I don't remember how many times I flipped, but the car was practically brand new. On one side, it looked wonderful. You looked on the left side, oh boy. Yeah, now, I'm gonna tell you this, if people wanna, you know, I do a lot of things with mental health. This incident became so traumatic for her that for the rest of her life in her driving life, she went up the mountain a very few times, but she would go to 501. Go to 501. She would go 10. I'm like, it was almost 30 minutes out of the way. Yeah. 
to avoid that spot. And I never realized what it was. And I never realized that there was trauma that someone right. went through until I got older. And I didn't know that that was a post-traumatic syndrome yeah. that you had then. Because, and that's not harsh, I'm just saying in general, something happened out there. And only you'll ever know. Nobody will ever know the truth more than more of it's false. Whatever happened to you, it paralyzed you. You always want to run it down. She kept us safe. Right. But I always wondered. Right. Because there's a, there's a lot of things that people don't understand. Like you go through something and you might not think something of it today, but it's going to affect you and how you do things later on. So it is always beneficial to try to talk about it if you recognize it. And then, like I said, you might not even recognize that's the issue until years down the road. Valen was upset because it was her first night to go to the brownies and I feel bad. I didn't know a lot of people. And plus, I wanted no shape. I had glass all in my hair. I'll stay for about a week or more. I didn't know it was so bad. Thanks for asking that. I'll have to reach out to one of my aunts. Thank you for being part of the um, to get it because I get it. one thing there. Then outside of that, I'll remember Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64. Last system you bought me was on 9999. That was my Sega Dreamcast. And after Sega Dreamcast, that's when it came out on September 9th, 1999. <laughs> you bought it for me. And one thing about my mom, my mom, she wasn't a slouch. You know, she go in three or four games. A lot of kids were getting this, getting a controller and playing a demo, helping the odd ball and stuff. I, did, I had the luxury of always, yeah. when the system came out, you know, and then when the next one came out, PlayStation 2, uh, we won't talk about that because we have a hundred years. So after that point, after September 9th, 1999, I ended up buying the rest of my system. You probably gave this. Yeah. Sometimes you ask what's the case. We won't go into those details because we were bad hit when we were older. And as a teenager, I was a hell. And uh, even to this day, I kind of had a little stature where I just kind of mind my business. And I don't deal with no nonsense. I, I, that's one thing I wanted to ask you. How come, no matter what I do, I, I'm a good comedian. So I got jokes. But how come I've always been serious? I to have a plain idea or reason why you are so serious. You're just like your father. Your father, it would take a whole lot. I never seen him go off on anybody, but when he got to the point that he had enough, he would just would leave him standing. No, I, I turn I turn the cheek to a lot of stuff sometimes. I do. Just when certain things boil over, people that are closest to me, if someone does something to them, that's when I'm next. And it's not anybody that's outward that's not part of my collective. Who cares? I've always felt you walk away from somebody, it hurts worse than you listening to or entertaining what they did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will admit, you're like you're very into a lot of things, very professionally. And I've seen you get mad. I've seen you get angry. And it's not like you're, you're not rude about it. You're, you're very calm when you explain, say, hey, this is what you did. And we can fix it this way or we can fix it this way. And never once, like, do you really raise your voice. So He got his daddy's temperament. Yeah, because I'm going to try to be complacent. Cause I like a happy space. I don't like nothing difficult. Anything right. gets too hard. See, I got somebody for that. I got somebody can handle the difficult <laughs> stuff. That's just how I... Right. Now, that's not saying you let people run you over. Oh, no, no, right. no. So, last an impression I want you to leave on the uh, Go out here and drink coffee. 
don't make better coffee than me. I'll put that out there. My <laughs> coffee's fire. You make it. I don't know. You don't. I don't do much with coffee. I, I'm an instant drinker myself. It's one thing I found out about you later on in life. I just found out not too long ago. You can make potato salad. Someone, uh, Percy Carwell, let me know that you can make a pretty good potato salad. Really interested in that. But I remember this one story. And I got to tell this one. It's about the boiled chicken. It was baked. Baked chicken. I mean, it was fried. How do you fry the chicken? Okay, the way I fried chicken, first you um, wash your meat. Then you... um. Put the flour, salt, and pepper. You put the grease on the stove and let it get real hot. Well, for some reason, that particular uh, incident, I'll call it, I had turned that chicken and turned it and stayed with it. I just knew it was done, but uh, DRD would have them. <laughs> that chicken was <won't> cook. <laughs> <laughs> it was cooked on the outside, but it won't cook it inside. Don't judge me, people. Like, I mean, I'm from the country, but you said you wash the chicken? You know, run cold water right, but- when you're trying to get the fat off of it. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, that's not the first time I've heard that, though. Like, <laughs> is that why you wash it? Just because it's easier to get the fat off of it? Well, this or- that's why I do it. Okay. Because I, I see Melick on JR's face when she said that, too. So if y'all know why you wash your chicken, let me know. Because maybe I'm doing it wrong. No, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I said, you're not the only person that I've heard that from. And I'm just like, oh, well, maybe I can ask you because maybe you know. <laughs> well, I have cooked at home cooked meals. And so many years, I'm sure my sis, my daughter-in-law to be can burn if she has to. <laughs> And I'll say this, it's crazy. Uh, my grandmother, she was the queen of frying things. She was the queen of uh, certain things. And then my dad's mom could cook. So I was, I was surrounded by people that could cook. Only talent I got was to just make food hot. I have no other talents when it comes to making food. I can make anything that you want on the grill or anything you want to be spicy. I, I have this trap heat. <laughs> and it comes off real cool at first. And then you eat two more bites, it burns you to hell. Sometimes it's unbearable. Sometimes unbearable. But that's the only cooking talent I got. And I make it look good. I eat in all these different places and stuff. And you see the different things. And it looks like someone's. I only really got 18 dishes I make. You know, people only get to see six unless you pay for the other ones. Four installments in 1995. But anyway, finishing up with everything. One thing I want to tell you, we don't get to tell people this, and you don't get to give people their flowers. I do a testimony on it. I want to tell you thank you for bringing me into the world. You had a choice. You could have boarded if you wanted to. You decided not to. When I was young, I was uh, very impressionable, so I took a lot. From it. You'll never know it because I will never tell you that. But a lot of my mannerisms and certain ways I act with people, when I act funny towards people, everyone calls that to you. They say that when I'm acting funny or if I'm not trying to be involved in something or dealing with people like that. Because I do not live a life of drama. I don't. I'm pretty much great. I pretty much keep a, a tight knit on my life and I, and I control a lot. And that's something that I, I got to work on because I, I don't have to let like, you try to pull everything so fast and so everybody's happy, but happy under my context. So I want to tell you thank you for that. Next thing, raising a young man, you did it. You had help with other people that came around, Ruby, Mom, Gaythek. Everybody had a hand in bringing me up. So I had probably one of the greatest lives to have for a child and all. 
I did not have a want. I did not have a need. When I got older, you instilled in me that I got to work for what I want. And you did, because certain things, if I needed them, I had to go out here and get them. I had to, you know, <laughs> and, we'll, and if you don't know me, then that laugh is a, is a different thing. <laughs> and, um, and then the other thing you always told me uh, growing up that I was a child man. You told me I was a child You said I could sell uh, water to a well, uh, say it in the desert to Kimmel. And I took that and I ran with it. I learned how to get the gift of gab and to alienate, personate, all these other things that you got to do to achieve a certain level of success with people the first two minutes of so I want to tell you that you gave me my intimacy, how I, how I can pull people in or I can throw people away. So I'm sure most of you will notice that, like what he said there. He has the gift of gab. So if you ever are trying to speak, you'll notice that he talks a lot more than everybody else that he speaks with. And sometimes you want to interject there. And a lot of times you just got to be rude and be like, listen, this is what I need to say real fast. Yeah. <laughs> He does like to talk, and I'm glad that you have this avenue to do it. So in closing, Mom, I want to tell you thank you for my wife. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Now, for my audience, this is where you have to get back to them, okay? You got to get back to the audience. Tell the audience how they should live a life to get into their 60s. How late do you got to live to get to your 60s? Well, first of all, you've got to stop smoking. You've got to eat the right things. You can't eat a lot of grease, salads, and things like that. Personally, I know this for sure because I've already had two strokes, and I believe if I have another one, it'll take me out. Okay. That's deep. Stacy, to finish this off, thank you for coming on and doing your co-hosting duties with me. Leave the audience with something that you learned today about me you didn't know earlier. <laughs> I think y'all know what I learned. Yeah, if y'all talking about my shitty music. <laughs> like, I, I just feel so bad for your mama because, sorry y'all, but if you smell as bad as you do now then and you had to ride home in the vehicle, like, I probably would have suffocated. I mean, everybody shit stinks. What are you saying? No, no, but you got that special stink that lingers for hours. I when I fart, I got I, I learned that's my mutant ability. I was an X Men. I got the power of fart. I can fart in one place. I can tell it when to attack you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do tell me stories. I mean, we talk yeah. quite a bit. I mean, why interjected with uh, the story you told about your dad? So, because you would just we just talked about it a couple days ago. I think. Yeah. All right, everybody, here it goes. Uh, www. Uh, www.wbconference.com. That's where you can meet, greet us. You can send us an email, join um, the mailing list, become part of the Legion. If you want to support the show, there's all kinds of avenues you can do. Favorite one of most people is to go over to Apple Podcasts, get that paid subscription. Get that paid subscription, you're getting exclusive episodes. No one else is getting. Follow us on TikTok. That's the behind the scenes stuff. Yes, please. If we get to a thousand followers on TikTok, then they can go live and you can see what he's really like. Yes. Once again, I want to thank you, my mom, Rosalind Sparrow Cruz Higgins the third. <laughs> I just switched all our last names up. Great inspiration. And uh, outside of that, audience, remember this show comes out every Thursday. We do have extra shows on Saturday, and we'll leave it at that.